Hey peeps. I thought I might as well do an episode for today. And just... I think... Although I've started the podcast. I think I haven't given enough background to myself or my story. And I think the episodes that I've put up... It's me voicing out an opinion. So I think it's justified to say that a lot of people need to understand what my background is and what my past is or where I come from that I can have strong opinions about something. And I know a lot of people who want to listen to it might think, oh, but what does she know? Just because she probably heard quotes or whatever or she went through a breakup or whatever. None of that. I am 32. And I suffer from mental health. I have PTSD, chronic PTSD. PTSD stands for post-traumatic stress disorder. It does not have to do with war. It doesn't... We started learning, I think the world started learning about PTSD when they saw soldiers come back from war and the things that they've seen and they acted out. So we, we automatically think, oh, PTSD is stereotyped to a person from war, a soldier. But not necessarily. I have anxiety. I have had points in my life where I have suffered from severe depression. Now, for the 32 years of my life, I have probably, I'm very grateful with every experience that I have and what I've seen. And when I look back and I think, I always think, you know, uh, yes, at points I've been like, why have I gone through this? Why, why, why? I've done the why. It's too many times for myself. But there have been times after a while I've, I've started to realise that I went through that experience or that lesson to actually pick up and learn something from it. And I think that's come from self-evaluating, self-reflecting on myself and everything that I've been through. In my opinion, there's not enough being done for mental health in this world. We all pass a judgment. We all say, oh, yeah, we're very big advocates for mental health. What we don't understand, what we never talk about, is mental health is not something seen. It is something in the mind. It's something in the heart. The only time you would see it physically is when someone wants to give up on their life and they're sitting there and they've got suicidal thoughts. And to the people who follow the norm in the society, when they hear someone having suicidal thoughts, they think, ah, she she or he is crazy. And they always say, oh, get up, you can do this, and you've got to snap out of it, and blah, blah, blah. In their minds, they're motivating the other person, of course. They've got clean intentions, or whatever may be the cause. But it doesn't work that way. It's not easy as, it's easier said than done. I've been points in my life where I've sat in very dark spots and one too many for my liking. You know, I normally put up, I post on my Instagram, I post on my Snapchat and I think most of my friends or the people that follow me automatically think, oh yeah, she's going through this in her life so she's posted and they always think I'm going to... You know, I know what people think about me. I, I can feel the energy and I can see the vibe. I don't need people telling me. But the thing is, I'm an, I've come into terms and I've understood myself 
I am an expressive person. I will talk about my feelings. I will talk about my past. I will talk about something that's bothering me, whether it's a comfortable, uncomfortable. I talk, and I have no fear of talking. I've reached to a stage in my life that nothing scares me. I am not the woman that will budge easily. I am stubborn, but I'm stubborn for what I want. If I know there's potential for it, I won't back down from it. And I've noticed this when I do it in a relationship. If I see the potential in that person, I will fight for that person because I want them to see themselves within my, from my view. I want them to see what I see. But then you know, again, it's 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 different for everybody, and I it's failed. My relationships have failed. It's fine. <coughs> Now, when I say I've been in the darkest spots, you know, from ages of eight to twenty-two, I have tried multiple times, and I'm not shy. I'm not crazy for expressing this. It's just something I've been through. But one thing I've realised, and I've come into terms, and where I think even in my previous or my self-discovery episode, where people probably have listened to it and they're like, "Oh, she," you know. She thinks she's something. No. The reason why I've become the way I am, or I say I don't want any relationships, or I say when people meet me and they say you have one chance with me now, one chance. And if I feel you are lying or you're fucking it up, you're gone. I don't have time or day to waste on you. I don't have energy to waste on you. I don't have energy for that disappointment. Because every time that I have suffered or I have been down in that moment of giving up, or my, you know, people have hurt me or people have taken from me, I'm the only one who's been there for myself. I'm the only one who has picked them, picked herself back up. Whether it's taken me weeks, months, I have picked myself back up. The one thing that I disagree with, and a lot of people run this around and say it, and it doesn't make sense to me, just because I'm a mother, doesn't mean that I am not entitled to feel down in the dumps, and I'm not entitled to have an expressive emotion of giving up in that moment. It's not that I want to give up on life. No, no, I want to live my life. I have so much to live for. I don't want to miss my children. But I want to give up on that pain. That pain that is excruciatingly been has been painful for me to to breathe through, to choke through, to cry through, to feel dread over, to question myself, to question my beliefs, my values, me as a woman, as a person, as a human. I want that pain to go away because I know deep down I am fucking amazing. I'm beautiful. I'm a strong person. I'm intelligent. I know when I'm talking about something. I know. I back it up. I stand with my word. This is. I think I say this to a lot of people. I never promise anything. There's a reason why I don't promise things. I never promise my children anything, because if I promise, I am literally. I have to fulfill my promise. And I'm the sort of person. If I cannot do it, I am not going to say yes. If it's if it's not doable for me, my promises. I never want someone to turn around and say, "Oh, you promised this, but you didn't do it." 
No, I stand by my word. I say it how it is. I feel it how it is. There's too many people in this world that bottle everything up, that don't understand their expressions, that don't understand themselves. But I'm at a point in my life that I understand who I am. My pain, my past has molded me to be who I am today. And I'm I'm amazed at myself and I'm proud of myself because I'm damn strong and nothing can ever bring me down. And I say this to guys who want to date me or look at my face and think I'm pretty. And I think I said it to someone. I said, I'm an alpha. And they say, they laugh at me. They literally laughed and said, you're an alpha. What do you mean by an alpha? I said, what I mean by an alpha is there is nothing that you can bring to the table that I cannot bring for myself already that I don't do already. There is nothing that you can provide me with. Apart from the fact, you can probably provide me love, you can probably provide me security and stability and help me and bring me happiness and add to my happiness. But do I really need that? Not really, because I've got my own security, my own stability, my own um, confidence, my own bills, my own money. And I love myself enough, because I've learned over these years and with something that drastically changed my perception just recently and that drastically hot you know how much pain I just recently went through I've realized that the same amount of love that I was giving other people I've started to pour that in myself I've started to give myself that love because I'm deserving Mm -hmm. of that love so rather than me giving it to other people I give it to myself now And that way, it saves me from dealing with bullshit. I am grateful for what I have around me. I've learned to be grateful for the food that I eat. I've learned to be grateful for the roof over my head. I've learned to be grateful for any help that someone gives me. And I swear to God, I give gratitude where it's deserved. I've always been thankful for whatever I've had. And I instill that in my children. But one thing I need people to understand, just because someone is a parent, just because they have children, does not mean that they cannot be going through their darkest moment. Does not mean that they cannot feel emotions. Parents or mothers or fathers, they're human. We are human. And I talk about myself. I'm not even going to talk about anyone else. I'm a human. I am allowed to feel I'm allowed to sit there, contemplate on whatever I want to contemplate and feel the sorrow, feel the tears, feel the pain. And in that moment where I'm like, I just want to give up on life. And if the thing is, if someone in that mind state reaches out to you, please help them. Please take two seconds out of your life and just sit with them and talk to them. Because that's all they need in that time. They just need to talk. Trust me, it will go without any judgment, without any any perception, without anything. Don't tell them that, oh, you're a mother first, or you're this first, or you're a father first, you need to focus. No, no, no. Just talk to them. Because trust me, they've got their shit together. But they just need someone to talk to in that moment. Kindness costs nothing. You're not paying. You're not nobody's taking financially off of you someone's only asking for your time someone's only asking for you to listen to them because everybody on this planet of earth 
every human being deserves to talk and be heard. Nobody needs to suffer in silence. Nobody needs to sit in the corner of a room and think, I'm the loneliest motherfucker in the world. Now this is, not everyone can go through what I've been through. Everyone has different experiences, different levels, different stages of life and learning and healing and recovering. But if I talk about my past and where I stand today, I am very strong. Again, I've been through things, I've been through traumas, I've been through painful experiences that would break anybody. And I'm very proud of myself for where I'm at because I've always done it myself, I've done it alone. Apart from the fact that yes, recently someone helped me and beyond doubt that person helped me. You know, and I gave gratitude where it was needed. But at the same time, that person taught me this. That no matter how much you trust someone, remember to have your own solid foundation. Remember to have your back. Do not rely on anybody. Because no matter what help you get, people will change with an instant. People will turn with an instant. So relying on yourself and knowing that you have you, and I say this with the utmost honesty, look at yourself in the mirror today and literally just say to yourself, I got me, I got my back, I have me. You will see a shift inside of yourself, you'll see a strength come out of you, you'll see your, your confidence just come up and say it every day if you have to, look at yourself in the mirror and say it to yourself, I got me. And I have enough strength in me to pick myself up when I need to pick myself up. Because there's gonna come in there's gonna come a time in life where you're gonna be in the most darkest and there's not gonna be anyone there to help you. There's not gonna be anyone there to to reach out to. You're gonna have to go through it alone. And as hard and harsh as it sounds, and as much as I say that nobody needs to go through pain and shit on their own. But it's it's just something that I think a lot of people need to learn. Do not have fear. Do not be scared of being alone. Don't sit there and think, I'm the most loneliest person. You might be lonely in that moment, but look around you. Look around you and look at what you've got. Even if it's not much. And if I talk about, you know, I have PTSD, my chronic PTSD. I I did a video, of course, uh, not a video, an episode of self-discovery. My self-discovery about myself. I'm a very, I weigh things. I'm very, my thoughts, I do overthink. I'm an over-procrastinator on my thoughts. I self-evaluate myself every day. I fucking self-reflect every day. I think about my actions. I think... I ponder over a lot of things and mostly things that I do or how people have behaved around me and then I always ponder on the fact that okay they did this behavior what was my reaction to that behavior or let's say my I did this behavior and what was their reaction to my behavior I I always evaluate both sides I never put myself in a position where I say yeah I want to play the I, I want to be you know I don't go you 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 no if I'm saying you, I've learned one thing in life. If I'm going to point, I'm going to give a full, in-depth 
conversation of why I say it to you. And I'm going to put my behaviour out there as well. But I've always learned, and it's, and it's the biggest strength, and not everyone can actually have this power. It takes time and belief in yourself and faith in yourself to actually go through this process. But the day you realise, no matter what you go through in life, no matter what darkness you see, no matter what pain you see, just know in that moment, and you'll remember this for years on, that you're the one who picks yourself up. Nobody else does that for you. You pick yourself to survive another day. I've done this. Um, again, I, I think I've repeated myself, but... Anyways, my PTSD, I have triggers. So when I, of course, I told you, I mentioned that PTSD is to do with like, so a lot of people think it's to do with soldiers, not necessarily. You can have PTSD from your childhood. You can have PTSD from rape. You can have PTSD from sexual assault. You can have PTSD from um, kidnapping. You can have PTSD from violence. You can have PTSD from relationship. You can have PTSD from narcissistic people or narcissistic abuse. I have PTSD from multiple things. I have PTSD from my past, my childhood. I have PTSD from sexual assault. I have PTSD from rape. I have PTSD from relationships that I've had. Now, my PTSD, I didn't understand it for a very long time. I didn't understand depression. I didn't understand PTSD. I didn't understand anxiety. I didn't understand being anxious. I didn't understand all of my mental health. Trust me, this did not come from just like an epiphany no <laughs> this came from the fact that my personality is the sort where i like to reflect and yes in my ptsd i have triggers i shake i have severe anxiety when i'm triggered i will feel sick to my stomach and this is mental health it is because it's not seen you cannot physically see unless you are with me and like my hands are shaking or i'm physically going to the toilet over and over again <coughs> and i'll be very sensitive i'll be very 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 sensitive in that moment i you say the smallest thing i will burst into tears it's just who i am it's just part of me i've accepted it unfortunately i have accepted it because what people don't understand when you go through a certain amount of abuse uh, neglect when you go through serious trauma since childhood since you were a young child when you go through that in a childhood that protection and security has been taken away from you. you've never experienced protection or security or you know safety and you're always on a fight or flight mode. You're always on what's next, what's coming next as you grow older. And every time you go through pain, every time you go through hurtful experiences or every time you experience your triggers or anything, it gets very harder and harder and harder if you don't self-reflect, if you don't take a moment back and try and understand your mental health, try and understand your emotions, try and understand what's triggering you, try and understand what you need to do in order for you to protect yourself. A lot of people, yes, they have mental health, but they don't understand their own emotions, they don't understand their own trauma and sadness and pain. 
And sometimes that can be bad because you're going to eventually project it on someone who doesn't deserve it, who doesn't have the experience or doesn't have the understanding. So to stop that, you need to create boundaries around you. you need, when, once you've evaluated yourself, once you've evaluated your mental health and your pain and all of that stuff, once you've owned it, you are in control then the next step is stepping up that boundary, whether it be with your parents, your family, your friends, your relationships, anybody you meet. You set that boundary up. You say what you like and what you don't like. So the other person interacting with you can actually understand that and not do those things. So they can see the best version of you and not the weak side of you, not the side that gets triggered. They can interact with the healthy version of you. And, you know, a lot of people say, um, mental health, and it, a lot of people like to say it's like a baggage. <clears throat> but it's not really. I don't take my mental health to be baggage. You know why? Because I'm proud of the pain that I've gone through. I'm proud of the experience that I've gone through because it has made me who I am today. It's made me a strong person. I am so resilient that every time that I've gone through, sorry, every time that I've gone through a hurtful experience, every time that I've gone through pain, I have bounced back with a click of a finger. I've come back stronger. I've come back 10 times wiser, 10 times stronger. And I'm at it again. Yes there's consequences to having so many hurtful experiences and being hurt and being in that position the consequences are your mental health takes a toll physically you look fine but trust me your mental health is not going to be okay you're going to have anxiety you're going to have it for the rest of your life you're going to have anxiousness you're going to have ptsd or whatever you have right and for me, I know my counsellors or my therapist says, you know, you should go on medication. For me, I don't agree with medication because I've learned one thing in life. I've seen other people go through pain and traumatic experiences and their fallback is on substance abuse. Their fallback is on alcohol. Their fallback is on drugs. Their fallback is on prostitution or whatever it, the case may be. Or they, you know, they, they drown their void in some addiction, some form of addiction, okay, and I don't find that healthy, I've been around those things, but I've never done them, because I knew, and I've differentiated now, that I do want to live my life, I've always wanted to live my life, I've had dreams, aspirations, goals, ambitions, and everything, but I didn't want the pain. I wanted to separate the pain from myself. And I think a lot of people in that position, a lot of people are in my position where they want to give up on life or they've gone through those dark stages and they're like, I just want to give up on life. But then again, they think, no, I don't want to give up on life, but I want to give up on this pain. If you can differentiate between these two things within yourself, trust me, you are going to survive. You are going to live the next day. The pain is something that we don't want. I didn't want the pain. I wanted the pain to go away. But I do want to live my life. With that being said, when I say I didn't want that pain, what most people end up doing, and it's sad, it's very, very sad, is that they don't differentiate between these two things. 
and they don't have the strength and the full courage of giving up on themselves so they fall on substance abuse they fall into addictions and once they fall into addictions their thought pattern or most 95% of the time their thought pattern or their, 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 their thinking is that addiction will do the job for them that addiction will slowly, slowly, slowly kill them and they don't have to live anymore so that nobody nobody's going to turn and say oh, well, they killed themselves they were so selfish no it's kind of like called secondhand suicide because you want the pain to go away but you don't know what to do with it so you fall back on addictions and you let something else take over and you let something else do it for you so that way you're not blamed for doing something a lot of people don't understand this I do because again I've sat with myself and I've had multiple conversations and I know it sounds crazy and I know people are going to think oh you're so weird but the strength and the power you gain when you sit down and understand your emotions and understand the pain and the trauma that you have gone through the moment you take time out to actually know your triggers, know your power, your control. Seriously, it's a win. It's it's a very big win. You will realize the shift in you. You realize the change in you. You realize that you are not cut out for bullshit. You will cut all the drama out of your life for your own mental health, for your own peace of mind. I'm at a point, you know, everyone, most people around me, like my colleagues or my workplace, or the people that know me, they will always say the first impression that they get of me i always have a poker face so it's pretty much like oh she's a bitch but once they start talking to me they're like oh you're so laid and chilled back and you don't have any judgment you don't have any of this you don't have any of that and that's who i am i will take the shirt off my back to help someone i will be there for my friends i'll be there for someone who needs me But I've learned one thing, I won't put my mental health online for someone. I will not put my peace on the line for someone. And I think this is something that I'm still learning. That in relationships I tend to do this. In relationships I tend to put myself on a back burner. In relationships, no matter how much I communicate, no matter how much I express, no matter how much I say that this is this and this is this, no matter how much truthful I am, I always put myself on the back burner. And I put the other person on the pedestal. So from that mistake, I say to everybody, don't do that. Never, ever, ever sacrifice your peace for anybody. Never, ever, if you've told the truth, you've stood your ground and you set those boundaries up and you've told that, don't do this because this will happen. Do not change. Do not back down. Do not be, don't put yourself on a back burner. If something is, if there's no healthy communication, I say this, don't be a bitch, don't be a fucking selfish person, no. If it's a relationship and you have said all these things, you've set those boundaries, you've been honest, and there is no communication, the other person is not understanding because they don't have experience or they're not being there, walk away for your own peace till the person understands. If the person understands, they really want to help, they will come after you, they will care for you. They will, they will put the put a plan into action. They will help you. But 
but never put your peace on the line for someone. Be it in a relationship, be it in a family. And I know a lot of people actually say, my mum my mom says this. It's she my mum's a curiosity. You know, curiosity kills the cat. She likes a little bit of drama. Me on the other hand, if you talk about family to me, like me, I don't really care for family because in my family or people that I know of, they're too toxic, they're too dramatic, they're too judgmental, they're too shallow, they're too petty. And I don't really have time for that. I just want to live my life freely. I don't have time for that negativity. I don't have time for all of that yippity-yappy and what are you doing and what's new in your life. Oh, you've made these life choices. Oh, you were like this before and now you're like this. Look at the... No, I don't want to be perceived for someone else's opinions. I will make my own opinions and judgments about myself and I know what's right and wrong. I'm old enough. But... Just to give you a little insight that when I talk about certain things and I will be in the future talking about a lot more stuff. I was broken I was born into a broken family. I was born into an abusive home. I was born into a home to a single mother who had her own issues. Who was struggling? Yes, for majority of my life, I was resentful and bitter and angry. But then slowly with time and age and wisdom and wise and going through my own shit, I realised that I didn't need to blame her. Yeah, certain things that I wish that, you know, the choices that she chose, the choices that she did, I wish she didn't do them because they caused me harm. But I stopped blaming her. Instead, I think kindness took over. Because at the end of the day, no matter what, she is my mother. I am born of her. But being a single mother is not easy. And especially not easy if you've just come out of abuse. Everybody handles abuse and all of these, all of this pain different. Yes, she, you know, did things that hurt me, did things that were not healthy for me as a child. There was a lot of neglect. There was a lot of trust issues, you know, there was no security, nothing. But now when I look back at it, she still tried. Somehow, some way, she still tried. And she was a human at the same time. She was not perfect. She was a human. She had her own pain to walk through and she was walking through it alone. She had her own mental health at the time that was not noticed. And as I've grown up and I see her now, I understand, as I'm older, I understand the position she was in. I've learned from that and I don't implement it in my life. Like my, kid, my kids are well looked after. I, I look after my kids, there's no neglect, no, nothing. I can be walking through fucking fire you know, and my kids will still be fed and clean and done. That is just something I do. I can be sitting there contemplating in my most darkest hour that I just want to give up on life right now. I will still get up and feed my child. And then I'll call the emergency, of course. I'll call someone to help me with my mental health. But I will take care of my kids. Yes, my mum lacked in that. My mum didn't have that strength. 
or ability at the time. So I, I have seen trauma in my childhood. I have seen, you know, and it's very hard for me to talk about. It's, it's extremely hard. But, you know, growing up, me going to school, not having food or not having proper clothes or, you know, yeah, I've been through a broken home. I know what it feels like to be neglected. I know what it feels like to be left out and not heard. And trust me, what I am today, I was never like this. I was the most quietest girl. I used to stutter. I used to never be able to talk. I remember, you know, I used to get bullied at school. I used to get beaten up a lot at school. And a lot of girls used to be jealous. And I used to get the same at home. So I never had security. I never had that secure blanket. There was nobody there for me that I could turn around as a child and be like, yeah, I'm going through this right now. I mean, a lot of people saw, but nobody really wanted to step in because it wasn't their place. So when I pass opinions, or when I talk about something, believe me, it comes from a, it comes from a point of I've experienced so much and it comes from a point that I have actually sat down and I have self-reflected on myself and I'm growing, I'm learning. This is, this is my journey. Yeah, I don't want anybody to join me on my journey. Nah, I want to heal on my own. I want to I wanna feel everything that I've been through because I think it's time to sit down and own up to, yes, I have a story. I've been through abuse. I've been through neglect. I've been through pain. I've been through sexual assault, I've been through rape, I've been through homeless, I've been through most of it, I've been through most of it. I've had violent relationships that have taken my confidence, my money, my stability, my everything from me and left me as a shallow woman. I had nothing left in me. But today I'm proud of who I've become. Because if I look back, I'm not that girl that I was a month ago or two months ago or three months ago. I have literally, this is why my podcast is called, it's called Risen Phoenix. Because a phoenix is that creature that, you know, is death and rebirth. And No matter how much that I thought that I died, no matter how much I thought that this is the end for me, I still survived. I still got up. I still lived another day. No matter how many people said that I'm not strong, that I'm attention-seeking, or I'm manipulative, or I'm this and I'm that, all the wrong stuff that you can think of, or people have thrown dirt behind my name, or people have backstabbed me or let me down. And funny enough, my therapist said this to me when she heard my story. Her first words were, and she was holding back her tears, and she was like, so many people have let you down, haven't they? And I just turned around and I said, yeah, they have. This is why I don't trust people. This is why I get edgy when I'm going outside. 
This is why that I have a poker face when I go outside because I'm instantly, when I step out of my comfort zone, I have this shield on. I have this face on, this inevitable just wall in front of me to show people that don't fuck with me. I'm not the person to fuck with because if I survive, then I'm coming back 10 times stronger and you're not going to like me then because I, I'm not scared. I've overcome my fears. I've overcome of, I've overcome the point where I thought I couldn't do anything alone. I couldn't, I couldn't have my own life. I didn't have an idea. I've overcome a lot of stuff in my life. And that's when my therapist said, you are strong, but you need to talk. You need to let it out. So my podcast or my episodes are from my personal experience. I'm not here to say I'm a hot shot or I'm a big shot or, you know, I need my voice heard. Nah. I just hope to inspire or be an inspiration to someone out there. And I don't even have to know who the person is, but to someone out there. That is going through something that I have been through. Going through pain or being hurt or crying. And they listen to my voice or they listen to my story. And they can feel some empowerment. empowerment, Or they can feel some strength and courage. And they can pick themselves up. Because believe me, kindness doesn't cost a single dime. It's nothing to stop for two seconds or five minutes or an hour and just... Just help someone and be kind to someone. It costs nothing. We live in a world that is full of hatred, reality. This is why I say don't be delusional, don't be deluded. When someone says they're realist, they're actually not a realist because the reality is and the harsh truth of this world is we have corrupted the society and the world to feel hate, selfishness, ego and pride. It's like every man for itself. Dog eat dog world. But we don't understand that we need to show kindness and compassion. We need to understand people's life and their pain and their hurt. Because we're all broken. We've all seen different life paths. Kindness will only make someone's day. Would only that person that you show kindness to, 10 years down the line, they're going to remember you. And that's what that's sort of the legacy I want to leave. And I'm proud to say it's a legacy. That's the sort of thing that I want to leave. And I said this about, I think, 10 years ago to someone. Because uh, they asked me, when you die, what, what, what do you want to be remembered? I said, I don't want anybody to cry on my funeral. Instead, I want someone to smile and say, you know what? She, she gave, she gave, she gave kindness. She gave compassion. She stood her ground. She went through shit in her life, yet she still came back ten times stronger. And nothing, nothing in this world ever changed the good heart that she had. And that she wore proudly. She was funny. She was loving. She was charismatic. She she was all there. And she was strong. She was independent. She didn't rely on anybody. But not for a second, no amount of pain ever changed the heart that she held. That is what I want to be remembered by. That is what I want to want someone to remember me for. Because I know that those words and those thoughts right there will never fade. I don't want anybody to cry on my funeral. I want people to remember me that I had some significant impact in their life. Just through kindness. That's all I want to be remembered by.